This is your fair dues warning. This episode contains a couple of naughty words. So if that's not your cup of tea, maybe give this episode a skip. Welcome to Being Eleven. My name's Amanda Marsh and I'm inviting you to take a journey with everyday people as they recall their preteen years, sharing the good, the bad and the cringeworthy. SOFRO Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we record, the Wajak Noongar, paying respect to Elders past, present and future. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us what year we're discussing? Um, well, I turned 11 in 1974. In October, so we'll mainly talk about 1975 because that's where I spent the bulk of my 11sies. Okay. <laughs> and tell me about your 11th birthday. What do you recollect of your 11th birthday? Uh, there was nothing special about the 11th birthday. It was pretty much the same as all the others, I think. Um, it was just a gathering of my family, which was mum, dad, myself and two brothers, and other families that we were quite close to back in those days, um, also again Anglo-Indians, kids pretty much the same age as us, we'd all get together, they'd all come round for my birthday and cut cake. Tell me about the cake. Well the cake uh, was traditionally um, a, a Miss Maud princess cake, which... <laughs> <laughs> Miss Maud princess cake, I'm astounded that this was what you had for your birthday oh it's it's a it's a classic because they, they still make them nowadays it's it's incredible it's uh very spongy it's circular with the, you know with a dome dome shape um spongy jam cream on the inside all topped off with a layer of green marzipan sounds it's, disgusting it's sensational it's a taste <laughs> sensation sounds awful <laughs> i'm gonna buy you something <laughs> And what about the the main meal? What did you did you have a special request? Was there a birthday request that you used um, to ask for? Well, my favourite meals that Mum would would make uh, would be uh, normally dole and rice based with a additional third piece of the puzzle. Like um, it would be dole rice and sausages, just fried sausages, nothing crazy. Dole rice and jal frazi, which mum does a really good one. Uh, well, she did and she still does. And uh, dole rice and an omelette, believe it or not. Yeah, so. Well, it makes sense. Anglo-Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a... More family-oriented than friend-oriented. Did you, did you do anything with friends as well? Or? Um, not really. Um, um, no, it was mainly just family. I just couldn't be, you know, being school nights and stuff like that. Yeah. And also, because we grew up in Huntingdale, which is part of Gosnell, but it was brand new, like a brand new subdivision, if you'd like. Yeah. So we were actually the first house in there. And so none of my friends actually lived in the vicinity. Like, would be a close distance. There'd be a, a bike ride. And if it was nighttime, obviously, nobody wanted their 11-year-old yeah. kids riding around at night. Mm -hmm. So describe Huntingdale. You've said it was a, a new estate. Yeah, so we we moved in. We built a house in Moss Street in Huntingdale in nineteen seventy two, and we were the first house in the entire street. Yeah. 
I mean, it was a great place to grow up because it was, um, we were surrounded by bush, surrounded by sand pits, because like, things were being developed. So, of course, yeah. it wasn't all just bush. The sand was there, I mean, the big half-developed blocks. And the beauty was, back in the 70s, when everyone was more innocent, they, the workers would actually leave all their tractors and heavy equipment with the ignition key, with the key still in the ignition. No way. Yep, it was the 70s, anything was fair game, you know. Wow. So, of course, us kids would go on the weekends when there's no work being done, just climb on these massive tractors and yeah. earth-moving things and turn the key and of course it would start and then we just shit ourselves immediately because it's like, well, we're 11 or 12 or whatever yeah. age and, or younger actually. What, you know, what do you do? The engine started, my God, turn it off again and run away. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great adventure because, you know, we had the river nearby yeah. and, um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And it was more innocent times because you could just wander mm. off in the bush and no one would... Yeah. be worried that much. Just be home in time for dinner sort of scenario. Yeah, well, sometimes I wouldn't even get home until after dark. It was sort of quite, yeah. I mean, not, not late, late, but mm. dark enough nowadays that people would be worrying. But back then it was just, oh, yeah, Mark's out again with his friends. He'll be yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It wasn't an easier time, wasn't it? There were no helicopter parents. Exactly, yeah. I mean, mine certainly were. Well, mine were busy. They had to work, you know, because mm. we came from India. We had no money. So they, yeah. there was never a question of mum not working. The both yeah. parents had to work um, to pay the mortgage, feed three kids, school yeah. three kids, etc. Mm. Yeah. So you were left to your own devices, entertain yourself however you wanted? Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which may not have been the best idea sometimes, <laughs> but, you know. I mean, generally, we were pretty well behaved, but, you know, I got into a bit of petty shoplifting, you know. <laughs> do you remember anything that you took uh, I was just generally lollies and oh, yeah. so we just going to like some deli and like there'd be four or five of us kids yeah you know, from school which would be dumb because we'd come straight from school so we'd have uniforms on or whatever so they could know where we were coming from <laughs> and just take you know chips or ice cream or whatever you could get your hands on <laughs> yeah so innocent but not that innocent yeah yeah, yeah. And how did you get around? Did you have a push bike? Like oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day, was that the BMX era or was that a bit earlier? Um, no, it was a bit earlier than the BMX era. Um, it was just generally just push bikes that were put together from bits of other push bikes, you know, that had met their, their use by date. So I, I had a second cousin who was very good at, you know, putting bits and pieces together to make a, a hybrid bike, mm. if you will. Just out of random bits and pieces of other bikes, yeah. But yeah, it did a good job and it got us around and that's that was how you got around. I mean, there yeah. wasn't that much public transport being no not many houses. Well, you were the only house in the Exactly, street. that's right, yeah. <laughs> that area of Perth, for listeners who are, mm. are unaware of the geography, that's inland. Yes. And I know in the, like in January, it is so hot mm. out there. Yes, it is. It's pretty brutal. How, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with that heat? Well, we just had to live with it because we, um, as I say, we were the first house in that area. Mum and Dad didn't have a whole lot of money, just yeah. lash out on um, luxuries like air conditioning. So we actually had to bin and bear it. The, mm. the summers were brutal, I remember. But you just had to put up with it in this, you try and sleep in this stinking, uh, not stinking, but stinkingly hot yeah. bedroom with like a one fan that we brought from India, if I remember right. It was like a pedestal fan and it would oscillate. So you'd get, you know, three seconds of cool breeze and then it would... Oh, yeah, I, every yeah. family had those. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They we, had, like, three power settings. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean. a, a lift-up button to, yeah, to right. stop it from yeah, oscillating. Saying, yeah, is that yeah. the one? Yeah. Yeah. But the trouble is because we had to share the bedroom, so the... Um, or when friends would come over or family would come over to stay. All the kids would stay in the room but with one fan. So, of course, you only got, like, three seconds of cool air, then <laughs> a minute of baking again and sweating, <laughs> then the relief of the cool air. Yeah. And it was a new suburb, but it was still, a f I'm guessing, 
a quarter acre block still back then? Um, ours wasn't that big, but it was pretty sizable. It was yeah. would have been, um, I don't know, whatever the next yeah. step down is from that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. And did you cool off in the day under the sprinkler like the, every the other kid? Yeah, the sprinklers, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or we could go down the river. The river was Of far. course you had the river, yeah. It was probably not the safest thing to do, but yeah. it was... Um, um, was there it was handy mm -hmm. you could go in it yeah but yeah generally the sprinkler and just all the hose just shoot at each other yeah <laughs> so you were you weren't terribly well off you were obviously doing all right but um, um did you could you afford family holidays did you go um on? not really we oh we went down to Tala. we went down to albany or bustleton every easter for mm -hmm. the long weekend um with again the families that I mentioned before from the from the birthday parties or the yeah. the friends. Yeah, there'd only be three or four families go down, stay in a caravan park down in Albany or yeah. Bustleton. The parents would night would play cards in one caravan and where the kids run amok in the rest of the other ones and just doing whatever kids do. Because yeah. we were all pretty much similar age. Yeah. Within I suppose a five year range from the eldest to the youngest and I was yeah. sort of in the middle. That sounds pretty good. Yeah it was it was good. Yeah it was great. Yeah I mean we loved it. It was I mean, it was there was no obviously no internet to worry about and to distract you so you actually were in the in the moment you actually talked to people and you know dealt with other humans so where did you prefer albany or busso it's hard to remember don't forget that 11 is a long time ago for me so it's hard to <laughs> i think albany maybe because it was i don't know just further away yeah well, i won't say more exotic but it was it was just more things to do there really although we like i'd like busso i remember going to the jetty walking to the end of it every freaking day probably right. while we were there because it was like a mile long or whatever it was. Yeah. It's a very long journey. Yeah, 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 and fishing off it. Bustleton, to me, it's a very long, straight beach, whereas Albany yeah. is that enormous harbour. Mm. And it's, it's a stunning view. And much there's much more hills yeah, surrounding yeah, yeah. it too. Yeah, and you've got the gap and the blowhole and yeah, that, um, yeah. dog rock and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Although, after seeing dog rock for five years in a row, we're soon tired of that. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just a rock. It's a rock with a cold painted on the bottom. <laughs> big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but did you, I mean, did you take your push bikes with you? No, no, no. Because we, we only went down in a, um, in our whatever cars each family had. So we mm. just had like a... And there's multiple kids, so there's no... Exactly, room. yeah. yeah. I mean, in our car, there was two adults and three kids... Other families had, I think all the other families had more kids, they had four, right. um, so there'd be six people in those cars, so yeah, there was no room for bikes and extravagant things like that. So you just ran around? Bathers and, mm. yeah, cards, whatever. Yeah. Or maybe some board games, but that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of kids it's... in the 70s, Easter's or school holidays. Yeah, I think it's it's a pretty classic mm. 70s lower middle class yeah. experience, yeah, yeah. what you're describing. Yeah, you just pack up the car, drive away, yeah. stay in a caravan for yep. three, four days and come back. Yeah. And you have the, the gas light. Did you have one of those? Because we didn't have it. We no. had a camper van. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, we, we lit it with this little gas light. I can't remember. Mm. And we had a gas stove. And, yeah, we just mm. ran amok yeah, yeah, yeah. in the bush. Yeah, pretty much that's what it was all about, yeah. yeah. Playing cards, yeah, yeah. board games in the evening. Yeah, that's right, that's yeah. very Hide and good. seek and then not be able to find anyone because it was dark. So. <laughs> in our case, if we went to Wilson's prom, we'd trip mm. over the wombat. <laughs> <laughs> not that we got to Wilson's prom often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a think back. What was the most wished-for toy that you had at, around that time? 
around 11. Um, it would have been a bike, I'd imagine, of mm. some sort. Um, one that wasn't cobbled yeah, exactly, together yeah, by yeah, your yeah, cousin. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I remember one year, I don't know if it was my 11th birthday or one after, but I did get a, a, a brand new racing bike, you know, with the handlebars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah which I was very excited about and very proud of because I no longer had the worst bike in the school. I actually had one of the best bikes. So it was, um, I remember one of my friends, Roland, who I still see occasionally here, and said, yeah, you've gone from having the worst bike to the best bike. <laughs> <laughs> and your head exploded yeah, so, yeah, with my, pride. My, my ego just went <laughs> ran away with me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, there were no games that were, you know, de rigueur back then because yeah. there was no electronic, hardly any electronic sort of games. I mean, it was um, Space Invaders, but I don't think that even that was out by then. No, I think that yeah, was, was more late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah it could have been, yeah. Early like 80s. 79, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You've described a, a classic lower middle class mm. experience. <laughs> Did the financial situation of your home life influence your attitude towards money as an adult? Um... I think it has. I don't think it consciously has. I think subconsciously it's maybe made me more careful with spending. I mean, mm. some people equate that to being a tired ass, but I call it being careful with my spending. And I like to make sure I have enough money to be comfortable, to not to not to have to worry about something going wrong. You know, mm. And I don't like to live from week to week or pay to pay. Mm. Um, yeah, so I suppose I never really actively thought of it. It just... It, it was the way I became, so it was just a, a subconscious yeah. thing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it's served me well over the years, you know, and doing all right. You've talked about extended family, and you've gone on holidays with them, mm. celebrated your birthday with them. Did you ever have a family friend that was auntie or uncle so-and-so that, that was really important to you as well? Um, yeah, well, basically any adult that we were involved with was auntie or uncle, so-and-so. That's just the way we, Indians or Anglo-Indians, were brought up. Anyone elder than you, really older than you, would just call auntie or uncle. But um, I suppose it, there were there was a particular couple. My dad, I think, used to work with Uncle Clive in India back in... The, Clive of India. Clive of India. <laughs> <laughs> the Clive of India. <laughs> or a Clive of India. Um, they used to work on the ports... Calcutta Port or whatever. Oh, okay. Doing whatever it is that people did then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we all and they had kids similar to my my brothers and I, same mm -hmm. similar ages. So we all grew up together pretty much, you know, pretty much from the time we were four or five until we lost touch in our twenties or thirties. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. I mean I still talk to them okay or one of them actually occasionally, but nowhere near as frequently as we used to. Because before it was like we would see them every weekend. Mm-hmm. They'd always be over our place, or we'd be their place in Melville or whatever. And Perth was being such a such a small town back then. And it's funny to think that back then we'd go to the, visit them in Melville and we'd stay over the night because it was like a, a, a big excursion, or they'd come to our place and then stay over in Gosnells. Because it seems so far yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also had other relatives in Morley. We would stay overnight there. Just huh. it was weird. But I think now, now it's just now you just pop down the road highway. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or the leech. Peanut butter or Vegemite? As a what? Whatever. <laughs> I start off peanut butter, but I've, I've, my taste has changed over the years to Vegemite. I've got more savoury. Yeah, well, I still like peanut butter, but, you know, I think I'd opt for... There's Vegemite in my fridge now, not peanut butter, so that, maybe that's a... I can't remember. We would have been, I suppose, if I had to choose, but I think we were actually having 
disgusting things like condensed milk on bread instead of wow yeah because we as I say we came over from India with a sweet tooth and yeah. it's surprising I actually still have teeth now because we used to have so much sugar in our diets for example I'd have a cup of tea with three teaspoons of sugar <gasps> and three teaspoons of condensed milk in there oh my lord and then I would actually add more as the cup of tea went on I know it's crazy <laughs> so it's not peanut butter or veggie it's condensed, <laughs> condensed milk, milk yeah. Well, now I know it's just incredibly bad for me, so I yeah. actually deliberately stay away from it, but I wouldn't. But if I gave you a cup of tea <laughs> right now and put three teaspoons mm. of sugar and some condensed yeah, milk, yeah. would you just instantly flick back to that age? Yeah, yeah. I could probably happily eat just three teaspoons of condensed milk without the tea being involved now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, you know, you see all the Indian restaurants, they have all their sweets are like ultra sweet. They're they, sugar yeah. and condensed milk based, aren't they? Yeah, they're delicious. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I think we've established sweet or savoury is, <laughs> well, was yeah. sweet. Yeah. Do you remember any events that were happening? Like, so external from your tiny little world? Not from my village. Like, what, uh, what was going on in the world that you remember? 1975. Um, I remember that the... The, the dismissal that was 75 wasn't it i remember it was it going was. on but I don't but being only 11 i was not really that concerned about what it was i just knew it was on the news every night and yeah. something big was happening and people were shouting and Gough, i remember seeing golf whitlam yelling and bitching about things and but i never really obviously cared that much about what it really was because i was i was 11 so but yeah you knew it was important yeah i knew something going because on the news every night pretty yeah. much yeah yeah and I remember hearing the word Watergate was going on even back, I think it started in 72, but it was still dragging on in the mid-70s. But right. again, I knew it was something major because it was talked about every night, but mm. I didn't really obviously involve myself in what it was about. Really. Mm. What about talking about Whitlam? He mm. brought us out of Vietnam. Did, was that a conversation that you heard much about? Oh, God, no, no. no Not at nothing, all? No, no. Even though, even though the, the war ended in 75, which I know now, but back then it would have been of no interest or consequence to me at all. Really. Didn't register? No, no, mm. no, nothing. What about in Huntingdale generally? Was there, did you encounter much racism or difficulty being in a new um, suburb? Um, there wasn't any overt racism as such. It was um, starting in 75 or maybe even 76 and going on a few, few years after that, Kids in my school would just basically call each other names so they'd always pick on something that was particular to you mm. and make fun of it or call you names. But I mean, they, they weren't racist per se because they, they, they're still our friends. But, and I would do the same to them. Like someone would have a big nose, you'd talk about calling big nose or Pinocchio or whatever. Or someone <laughs> had a, you know, acne scars, you'd make fun of that. So yeah. obviously in my case, because I was a bit darker, they'd make light of, like, like, make fun of my... Um, Darkness, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm not that much darker than anyone yeah. else, really. Yeah. But yeah, so it was racist, but not racist because there was no, I suppose, no um, malice behind it. It was just they could have picked on anything, really, but they just chose that, really. Yeah. All right. Here's what I asked. I've asked this of a few people now, and mm -hmm. I find it quite an interesting one. You like dal mixed with omelette. <laughs> so what was in your lunchbox? Usually we would just buy it from the tuck shop every day. Mum, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was. Uh, I remember in my younger years, I think even probably when I first started school, Mum would ask me what I would want in my sandwiches. 
and not and in fact I didn't know what you could put in sandwiches so I just used to say bread and butter and that's all I've had because <laughs> I didn't know I mean how, you didn't know, know you were allowed to have a filling you can have meat in it or eggs or whatever but um <laughs> that was very that was like grade one probably yeah, was, by the time we were in 1975 it was pretty much tuck shop food all the time pies pasties yeah cokes you know, all the, all the good stuff. Coke. These are, this is the days when um, we didn't have a star rating system for healthy no, foods no, in no, canteens. No. It was pastries yeah. and sugar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Vanilla slices for dessert. Yeah. And um, again, the sweet tooth comes through again. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, did, and did you ever swap? Did you, were you one of those kids that used to swap lunches with other kids? Um, not really, because I, I would choose from the tuck shop what I wanted, so I wouldn't yeah, give that away. So. Yeah. I might have bartered something for someone's vanilla slice, some like some homework or you know some clues on the test or something but um, <laughs> I would never, never be food for food it would be food yeah. for yeah. information <laughs> food for information I like that so to finish up today Mark can you tell us what would 11 year old Mark advise you now oh god I don't know if he'd tell me anything because I know everything that he's that he knows <laughs> I really don't know what 11 year old Mark so was 11 year old Mark too naive to be able to give advice is that your answer I think so, but like I say, everything he knows, I know already because it's it's me. So I don't think he, I don't think I've forgotten anything along the way. And no, it's a, bit, it's a bit tough question actually. I know what I would say to eleven-year-old Mark. <laughs> don't go for it. No, it's, it's nothing too drastic. It's just you know, don't be too serious about stuff. I mean, I, I, I was fairly serious at that age, not like I am now. Yeah, I took things maybe a bit. Too seriously sometimes, but not often. Um, yeah, no, and I was always determined to be punctual back then. For some reason, I just had in my head you've got to be punctual. Whereas I'm not not that obsessed with it now. I, I, I can handle being late. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Being Eleven. If you liked what you've heard today, don't forget to like, subscribe, or visit our website at sofromedia.com to see what else we do. Until next time. This podcast includes music by Tristan Norton and Martin Kottmeyer.